welcome back to the Finishing Touch podcast. I am your host, Tyler Wilson, joined as always by my colleague at Swish Theory, David Sidock. Uh, we are diving in here today to Leonard Miller, uh, forward for the G League Ignite. That's going to be about 19 and a half on draft night of this year. Uh, was actually eligible for the 2022 NBA draft, elected to not enter and join the Ignite for this season, and has had a, as somebody who was really looking forward to his season this year, has had like a really impressive year, and it's one that leads, uh, certainly has gotten my imagination running. Uh, he has averaged about 17 points, 10 rebounds, one and a half assists, a steal and a block a game, uh, 54% from the field, 30% from three, and about 80% from the free throw line. Um, David, did you have any experience with Leonard Miller before this year? And uh, either way, what do you think now? Because I'm in. Honestly, I didn't really get around to watching him um, last cycle. So this year was kind of my first chance to get in a look at him. Um, I think – just right off the bat, it's been really impressive um, how productive he's been able to be um, in the G League, especially at his age. Like you mentioned, he's 19 and a half. That's freshman age. Um, and he's already in the G League. So obviously very impressive. Um, the way that he scores is kind of interesting. I think he's um, – he kind of gets a lot of his, of his buckets off of opportune stuff. So like dump offs, running in transition, quick seals with smaller guys, cuts, stuff like that. And I think that's something that should immediately translate to the league, which is um, something that is always a plus if you have like a translatable skill right off the bat. And then uh, he's also a very good rebounder. So another thing that can kind of help him get minutes, um, as a rookie, but uh, Tyler, he sounded pretty excited to talk about Leonard Miller. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Leonard Miller is a really exciting bet. Uh, I loved his high school stuff from last year, and generally just his movement skill at his size is really, really impressive. Like he's incredibly flexible and just kind of does things that you wouldn't think that somebody who's like a legit six ten would be able to do. Um, his year in the ignite has been really encouraging. Like you said, my first thing that I with it caught my attention. He's been an awesome rebounder and he's put on a ton of weight over the last 18 months and it's all looked like really good weight and has been really functional on the court. And I don't see why he's not going to continue to add size. And you watch him out there and even over the summer against their, in their matchup against uh, Metropolitan, Metropolitan's 92 and Victor Wimbanyama, like he is certainly much smaller than him. He looked kind of lost on the court a lot of that time, but he was, he was big. <laughs> that was like the, the most striking thing to me. I was like, this dude is huge. Like, he's a legit, like, big man sized forward and uh, can do things with the ball that most guys his size can't do. Um, there is a lot to be refined. But like you said, like, he is really good at scoring in opportune moments as a cutter, as an offensive rebounder, as like, a roll man. Um, when I was watching him, I just kind of kept thinking about the idea. Like, he's just the kind of the like a high touch garbage man a lot of the time and how the, the ignite used him, especially early in the career in his season was they're like, here is they get the ball in this like kind of like weird spot, and like like off the block or uh, get an offensive rebound or like a put it back or whatever, and just kind of like figure it out and just like throw up some weird kind of like touch shot or some little bank and it's just going to go in. And his touch is really incredible. Um, 
I th- and obviously the these shot mechanics, I like haven't talked about it yet, but these shot mechanics as a whole are really wonky and can be really inconsistent and kind of strange. But the fact that he makes shots at the clip that he does with this strangeness, strangeness of the form reinforces the idea that his touch is just really good. And I see that translating really well to the pro league. And like he doesn't have the same bounce as this guy, but like I think of like John Collins a lot, just in terms of how he's able to finish everything around the hoop with his touch. And like, yeah, he dunks the ball a ton. I don't think Leonard Miller is that kind of like overwhelming vertical athlete, but the idea of this guy who can play the four or the five and just score efficiently without having to scheme any offense for him at all is super valuable. And I think that it's a really easy projection to make with him because like you don't just lose touch shooting the ball. You don't just like lose that ability. Um, there's obviously other refinement that needs to be done. But I, I really buy that aspect of it. And it's like really, really encouraging because that's kind of one of the things that is most inherent to skill development to me, at least, is like the idea of shooting touch and like that, like fine motor skill in itself is is really hard to teach. Yeah, like you said, the touch from inside the arc has been really impressive. And another thing it has been his, um, his free throw shooting. Uh, he's at 79% from the year. And most of those are um, coming from like the the one free throw situation in the G mm-hmm. League, That's and fine. that the reason that I find that so impressive is because um, research has been done, or I've seen it uh, before, where they say the first free throw shot average is like two percentage points less than the second free throw shot for most guys. Um, So I think like if we were to see him play in college, for example, the free throw percentage would have been even higher and like even greater of a touch indicator. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Uh, Like you said, the touch is really impressive. Um, Shooting from three wise, I have noticed like some hesitancy to shoot when he's open and he can kind of become a ball stopper at times when that happens. Um, I'd like to see him kind of like make a quick decision. So either shoot it or just like immediately attack a closeout or attack the space that the defense is giving you. Because I do think he's a pretty good passer. Uh, His feel for the game in general is pretty impressive. I think you can see that in like the opportune scoring that we mentioned earlier, like a quick seal and transition or a good cut or um, just like going fighting for an offensive rebound when or like fighting for position when you see a teammate about to shoot stuff like that so i think the feel in general is very impressive as well um how do you feel about or let me reword it um what do you think about his feel <laughs> no I, I how i feel about his feel would be um i think it's pretty good uh, I, I think it's really good. I mean, it's kind of like the whole cell was like, he moves really well. He's got awesome touch and he just generally knows where people are going to be on the court and knows how to get to the places he wants to get to with the ball in his hands or without it. Um, yeah. I think the passing is like the easiest way that it shows itself. Obviously like in the cutting as well, it's like he is, is general timing and understanding where to be. But uh, yeah, not a lot of guys that are six foot 10 can pass off a live dribble. And I think that he had, has shown that multiple times this year and the fact he can even attempt to run a pick and roll is really encouraging and just like general has in general his overall skill level and understanding of the game is, is really 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 encouraging for somebody who doesn't have like this enormous amount of 
like a high level competition experience. Uh, it is certainly going to be like a, a journey in terms of like developing all the refinement in the edges. Uh, but it's going to be an easy bet, at least in terms of his growth, because I think that his, his touch is going to keep him on the court offensively and his feel is going to make him an easy fit in almost any lineup. And then on top of that, his rebounding is again, something that translates incredibly well up levels just generally. Uh, I think that the overall refinement of his shot in particular is the biggest question. But again, I just keep coming back to like, just like watch him shoot and you, you know it looks awkward. Like it looks blocky. There's like limbs and elbows kind of going in different directions. It don't really make sense. He's a lefty and it's just like everything looks kind of strange. And the fact that he was even able to make it, what, 31, 32% from three and 80% from the line on uh, a generally difficult sample of like, in not a generally difficult sample, uh, with their current setup of how they, how they shoot free throws in the night and just how difficult it is to shoot a free throw cold versus how it is to shoot a second free throw. Like anybody who's ever shot a basketball knows your second shot is easier than your first shot. Like that is just general common sense. Uh, so I think his touch is just really good. He shot like 45% on jumpers off the bounce inside the arc. Like again, like his general jump shooting mechanics do not look good when you watch it on tape. It looks awkward and he makes shots. That is really encouraging to me. And I think that you see that with Tyrese Halliburton, whoever it is, or Lonzo Ball, or A.J. Griffin, and obviously these guys with different levels of shooters were actually making shots at a high level. Um, but the overarching idea is these are guys that have great touch and unorthodox mechanics, and they make it work. Um, Leonard has something other than unorthodox mechanics, um, uh, not great mechanics is what I would say probably. But the underlying principle of great touch is still there. And so like I, I overall I buy his shooting sample and his growth as a shooter much more than his statistical indicators or the evidence on tape would suggest because I just think there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in that department. And the fact he's already doing well with what he has now, like to me it can't be seen as anything other than like remarkably encouraging. Yeah, I think the shooting will come around eventually. Um, like you said, it's pretty low-hanging fruit, and the touch in general is really impressive. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover offensively, or did you want to just move on to his defense? So what did you think about his game around the basket? Because I think like, he and Gigi both were used uh, in a way that was really interesting. They can both be a role man in a pick-and-roll, or they can be a ball handler in a pick-and-roll. Um, and the like, – can they do them both really successfully? I think that's like a, obviously a difficult task, but um, for playing against professionals in G League, I thought Leonard Miller looked really good in both circumstances and as a finisher in general, again, with the touch and his frame and his size. Um, what were your takes as him as a finisher, but more importantly, I guess, what were your takes as him as like somebody actually with the ball in his hands? Because that's kind of like the, the pie in the sky uh, upside there that at least gets some folks excited. Like <laughs> um, so as a role man, I think he's interesting just because of like the short role passing intrigue um, and the touch, like you said, uh, he might not be the best above the rim athlete. Like he's not like this huge lob threat or anything like that. But I'm wondering like 
how efficient a pick and roll with him as the roller could be just due to like his touch around the rim uh, versus like just the verticality. That could be interesting. Um, and who is it? Or there's a couple bigs that kind of thrive off those little touch shots in the league. Like Rashawn Holmes did for a little bit. Yeah, Rashawn was also the person I was thinking of. Uh, it's like yeah. the general, like not like this enormous seven footer, but like a high school guy who did more in college than he, he did in the pros. But um, I, I think that idea is kind of where I stick to. Like that Leonard like, has the passing to be able to do that and to catch the ball, make a decision. I'm either going to kick it off to a corner, or kick it to an open shooter, or hit a little touch shot, or like throw my shoulder on somebody and have a contact play up. Like I, I can just envision that really easily because I've seen it on a G League court. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, like you said, I don't think he's going to have like that verticality aspect of it, but um, I think it's certainly going to be a functional role. Um, maybe not like an overwhelming one, but it's, it's e- at least easy to see it being valuable. Um, but how did you yeah. see him as a ball handler? As, like, as a creator? Because I think that, that was at least interesting down the stretch of the season. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I kind of wanted to hear what do you think of his driving game? Because just like, the two things that are kind of noticeable is one, um, the finishing is obviously good. And then two, he's kind of an upright driver. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's necessarily like quick enough or crafty enough to, to consistently get um, all the way to the rim without a, especially without a ball screen in the league. But even with the ball screen, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I probably need to just see more in general, but what do you think of his, of his driving game in particular? Yeah, I think he has that like typical, like lefty herky jerky kind of like off balance, like unpredictable movement patterns kind of thing going on with the ball in his hands that, um, it makes it at least like relatively enticing in terms of like, like well, what can become of this in the grand scheme of things. So there is a like, real creativity to how he like plays the game on the court. Um, and you can see that at least like the like the seeds of it in his like, game as a as like an initiator. Uh, obviously, didn't have like, a ton of reps with that with scooping and out of the lineup that was kind of inconsistent in this role. But like like you said, I don't think he's going to be necessarily beating people off the bounce and getting all the way to the rim on his own. And um, any kind of creation I see would either be out of the post, which I think that he could be pretty good there. Like he's huge. I think he's going to have a size advantage a lot of the time on the court when he's playing four. And the, the touch is really good. And like, there's flashes of it. And I, again, like we said, the passing is really, really solid for someone his size. And uh, if he were to become a really good post score, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be a very good passer out of the post. And so that's at least one idea of like creation initiation, but it's certainly less dependent on the ball handling, which I think is like the ultimate question. Um, I like him running a pick and roll to an extent. Like I think he can make the decisions out of it. I think he has a good feel for it for somebody who is as big as he is, who obviously has not run a ton of pick and roll in his life. Like he does have a good feel for like the, the cat and mouse game of it. Um, but it kind of comes down to it, he's gonna be able to hit shots like off the dribble. And like that is like a, a really, really, really big ask. And I think that like, using the like relative efficiency of his shots off the bounce is encouraging towards projecting his like shot as a whole. But um, using that to like project the idea he's going to be some type of like off the bounce shooter in the league is like really tenuous because people don't really do things in the league at a high level that they didn't do in college at a relative high level. Um, so that is kind of my, my biggest sticking point. I do wonder 
what the limit of it is because of the jump shot concerns. Because I do think he has enough wiggle to get to the rim, but not if he doesn't have any threat off the bounce. Um, that's the big question. Yeah, the post stuff is um, definitely interesting. I just don't think I buy like the post scoring being good enough for him to ever be like some sort of hub. Um, in the oh post. yeah, because I don't think that it would be a hub. It would be more of like yeah. uh, like posting like, uh, a relative advantage. I think that maybe it would be more often yeah. otherwise, but not something you can build your offense around for sure. Right, right. Um, I think my vision for him would mainly be like taking or like capitalizing on the the opportune stuff or continuing to capitalize on that just like sealing small guys in transition or like whenever there's a switch um taking advantage of the cutting transition scoring putbacks all that stuff and then just probably like utilizing him as a role man to take advantage of the short roll mm -hmm. passing and the touch close to the rim um yeah. and then just encouraging um, huh? in that kind of vein. I would love him as a DHO guy in that kind of vein, just being able to yeah. play off of guards and actually use his relative uh, skill or off the delay action to be able to get to the rim. Yeah, exactly. And to be able to have some amount of space for creativity. Because I think that, like, I, I think you know, he has to be in that skill demo to an extent, but I think there's like the like, creative juice like in his like lifeblood that I want to like keep going. You know, I want to find a way to harness yeah. that to make it like something that's greater than what his general skill package is. So I think that's like what the the sell for me is with Leonard is that there's something that is greater than the sum of its like skill parts that is there yeah. because of his like general feel and creativity on board. I actually yeah I, I think I I really like that idea of running him um as a DHO guy or like in delay actions, kind of like Sabonis or like Draymond even, I think that could be really interesting. And then just encouraging him to like shoot more and like get him with a shot or shooting coach and uh, just fixing the little things that'll help him, you know, maximize the touch even more. Um, yeah. The Draymond thing is kind of interesting because I feel like yeah, Golden State could be a <laughs> Golden State could be an interesting fit, I think, for him. I don't know. What do you think? I think that is a really interesting fit. I, as soon as you said the Draymond thing, I, I my wheel started turning. Like, obviously, we're probably not going to talk a ton about the defensive stuff. Um, I think that the general bones of his defense is like solid. I think he knows where he's like supposed to be. I don't think he really knows how to make proper closeouts. I don't think he really has refined his like general defensive like technique guarding the perimeter and like like how not to give up your like which foot not to give up like where are you trying to funnel guards to that idea is like generally like not super refined but isn't really worrisome i think his verticality around the rim is really good um in terms of like, contesting shots using his size not fouling um though he did have like a ton of foul problems throughout the year but that was more of like being handsy and using his hips too much versus actually contesting shots at the rim um but like generally, I think he's just not going to hurt you. Um, but I at least wanted to like cover that before we get into Draymond because I think that's a really interesting comp offensively. But the defensive like sell for Leonard is like somebody who's going to be solid. It's going to get rebounds. Right. It's like not going to hurt you versus somebody who's going to like actually like change yeah. the course of your defense. <laughs> no, yeah, that was not a defensive like comparison by any means. Is that good? I think that like the, the general like the idea of Leonard Miller was like a, a high field athlete who's really big for his position and like can do a lot of different things that like you think, oh, he could be a really awesome defender. And I think that there is a reality where he's a very good one. Um, I, but I just don't really see the, the natural event creation that I would want to out of that. Um, I don't think it's like super bad. I don't think that it's in the same realm of GG where I'm like, I don't 
see a high impact defensive player really in any of the outcomes. Um, but I still don't think that's like a like a reasonable expectation for Leonard. I think somebody who is like solid and uh, helps you rebound and can provide ground quickly. Yeah, exactly. Again, I think he can do solid things and be good. Kind of in the vein that Maxi Kleba is like good and does solid things, but like maybe not at that high end of like, oh, he dude, he can really. Him. Well, he's Kleba's washed now. That's what I'm kind of trying to get at. Is that okay, he, like yeah. his general impact is not great anymore. He's not locking up Kawhi in the playoffs anymore. But like that idea, like somebody's gonna be out there, can move well, cover ground well, provide you some rim protection, but isn't gonna be somebody you're like building the bones of a good defense on. Again. Because Dallas does not have any bones of any defenses that are even quality. Let's <laughs> not get me started on Dallas. Yeah. So I mean, I think, but I think that idea is like that. Like, if Maxi were to still be like, like, like this, yeah, incredible room protector and this really versatile piece, and it's a different story. And maybe Leonard can hit that, but that's kind of like the ultimate, like, like upper echelon of his defensive outcome for me. Versus like a maybe he's a DPOY one day. I don't see that. Um, yeah. But the Draymond thing, I think, is a really good one. Because as soon as you said that, I just the first thing I thought of was him running a high pick and roll with Steph and like throwing one of those little like lobs to come on Looney yeah. and like in the dunker spot. Because it should be so easy for him. He did a little like mm-hmm. pop shot, kick it to Steph, swing yeah. around the perimeter. Like that is a super easy fit and he would fit there so well because he he would pick that system up in an instant, it would feel like. Um, yeah. maybe really not like that fit for him. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um that would be like my favorite one, um, though, if you were to fall that low, I would be like a little bit concerned. Or not concerned, but a little disappointed because I don't think that he should be. I think that he should be a lot of. I, I just like I really do. Um, do you like him in like, a lot of places though? See, that is uh, that's tough. I like him in OKC a lot. I think he'd be a really good yeah. fit there. Um, I think you like Philip Chet, just like kind of in yeah, somebody yeah. who can like, rebound, help in the front court in that respect, um, and provide like a ton of skill. Um, on the offensive end. Um, I think Utah is another one that's a fun one, um, though I do think that, like, I would like the four in Utah to be a little bit better defensively, I guess, if we're going to be playing, like, a three next to Lowry. Um, I'm not sure the winner's my choice there at, like, what, like, nine or whatever they'd be, but I always have them in the discussion. But I think your general point kind of holds that, like, I'm not, not, not sure I, I, I would not like him in New York. I do not want him anywhere near the Knicks. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Knicks fans. Oh. What, you don't uh, want them to have another lefty? They got to have no, another lefty. No, I'm done, dude. I, I, I'm done pushing that agenda now. I'm just done on Knicks. I, I appreciate it, but, like, I get it. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it seems like they're going to keep tips for a while in, in that respect. No more young players. It's done. Um, uh but Toronto would be like right, Toronto is my the best fit. He's Canadian. He's a tall guy who can do some crazy things off the bounce that you can use really in like tons of versatile ways. And that's just what they do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Honestly, I would be kind of annoyed if that happened because it would be too predictable. Um, but Toronto would be an easy fit, and they can just run five guys like that out there, and like they legitimately could do that with like actual shooting, which would be amazing. I'm not sure I necessarily like the fit, but part of me wants to see him in New Orleans just so that Fred Vincent can like mm-hmm. fix his three-point shot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they have a lot of forwards. I don't think they need another one. <laughs> but yeah, to your point, like Atlanta, I don't really like that. Uh, Houston, no, no, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, no. 
the Lakers uh, don't really love that one either. Golden State, yeah, maybe. Like Miami, yeah, Brooklyn be fun. Yeah, I guess it's kind of getting like the like the like 18, 19, and the 20s. Like that's like that's another guy I guess I could see falling. I think that both him and Gigi could fall a pretty significant amount. And personally, I would prefer Leonard Miller to Gigi just because I think that the, the the certainty of like a scalable offensive player there is like is really high. And um I don't think that he maybe has like the same upper tier like offensive ceiling that Gigi has. But I, I think that the the outcomes where Leonard really hits offensively is still like within the same ballpark is uh, like a Gigi upside. But do, do you have a preference between those two? I'm still trying to figure it out. I think I'd probably lean uh, Miller. But yeah, I'm just I haven't created a board or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that but I, do, I don't know. Experience. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I agree with you about um, seeing him drop. I think somebody will pick him up like mid mid to late first for sure. I just don't see it. Like I, I don't see it happening for some reason. I just like have this feeling that he's yeah, not the type would, of guy that would drop. Yeah, I could. I'm not. Personally, too, I would say that if, if I'm Miami and I'm choosing between Gigi and Leonard Miller, I'm probably choosing Leonard Miller just because I think that like the uh, the certainty of what I would I guess if, if I'm a really solid developmental situation, uh, like be it a Miami or a San Antonio or a, a New Orleans or whatever, like I think I'm just going to prefer to take Leonard Miller just because I think that they're both obviously developmental projects, but the um, like the path to developing Leonard Miller feels a lot more like uh, sort of like uh, like linear, I guess, in terms of like there's like steps you make along the way, it's just kind of like general refinements to make things like a greater part. Versus, I think with Gigi, some of it is like changing the entire face of what this is to create an entirely different thing that's even better, um, which is awesome and it could be something super great. But like the like development path of like Leonard Miller being like a relatively solid end of rotation piece as a rookie towards being like a, like a high leverage playoff piece that is giving you efficient offense every night and like really scalable and versatile defensively. Like that feels like a really straight line. And if I have like a, if I'm confident in my development staff and like their like vision of a player, I would have no hesitation in taking Leonard Miller and expecting in like four or five years that he's going to be a huge part of like our rotation and like our success in playoff basketball. Cause I just think, I don't know. It just seems like a really easy bet to be good. He's like been really good in the G League as a 19 year old. <laughs> like, I think that gets overlooked a lot. Yeah, I think he's gonna be a pretty exciting player to watch, like grow, uh, especially if that three point shot starts to go down. Opens up a lot of interesting wrinkles to his game. Yeah, and, there's real flair, man. Yep. Now I just want to see him in Golden State, but <laughs> Dude, I know that's not all, now all I can think about, and that would be really, really, really fun, and I would love that. Um, yeah, we can only hope. Though I guess as, as fans of Western Conference teams, maybe we can not hope for that. Maybe yeah, maybe. maybe that's the right way. That I can't. No, I can't say that a, a tandem of Jordan Poole and uh, Leonard Miller has really got me shaking in my boots as his first fan <laughs> in 2026. But we'll see. We'll see. Sorry, Charlie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I like Leonard a lot, and that's about all I got on a, a good guy, Lenny Miller. All right, well, um, 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and follow us at Finish Touch Pod um, on Twitter. And until next time, this is Finishing Touch signing out. Peace.